If you love our content, please subscribe to our Patreon. You can find the link in the description. I've been your host, Gene. Welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Gene. And V, we interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Carl Hedrika. Hey! Hey! Hey, how's it going? What's how's up? How's it going, Carl? It's going pretty good. Beautiful yeah. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And, uh, that is nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Nice and sunny. Carl, tell us who you are and what you do. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Carl, and I uh, am a uh, animation man. Uh, <laughs> animation man. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I uh, director, storyboard artist, writer, working in the animation industry in oh, yeah. sunny uh, uh, Los Angeles. And yeah. uh, I'm in my office in downtown Burbank right now, actually. And, uh, <laughs> uh, exact that. I, I, I'll keep it. I'll keep, I'll keep it vague. <laughs> You're narrowing it down more and more. I could see the, the red dot from the sniper appearing. Yeah, no, you do a lot. You do a lot. And, uh, you've worked on a ton of really, uh, cool projects and properties and you've done your own stuff and we'll, we'll get to all of that. But, uh, tell us a little bit about the early days of Carl. The early days. Uh, yeah, kind of how, how you how you got your start, you know, kind of how you got into art. Well, uh, you know, for me, uh, I always knew that animation was like a, a thing you could do as a career. I was very fortunate uh, in that sense because um, I actually I've, I've always it's always been a part of my life. And uh, growing up, uh, my mom actually was an effects animator uh, for. Disney feature animation in Orlando. So even at a very wow. young age, I was aware of that it was a thing. That I just assumed, oh, that's what you do when you grow up. You get to make cartoons and stuff. Here. <laughs> so there was there was no second guessing. And I loved uh, drawing. I had a magna doodle, you know, at a really young oh, wow. age. And I would, I would just wear that thing out. And then I got another and I wore that one out. And, you know, so I would always be drawing all over the table, all the bills, all the, you know. Oh, jeez. So... So the, the passion was always there, you know, you can escape to it and it was mm -hmm. cheap and available. And, you know, I was bad at sports, but I could be the master <laughs> of this domain. So all throughout school, I always enjoyed drawing. And then right around, I mean, and I, I would do little art classes and stuff like that. And I, I really got into it. I think, I mean, I, I started to seriously try to learn better draftsmanship skills when I was in high school and that. Uh, Age 16, I started going to figure drawing, um, and I got into all that, and I was all obsessed with getting a really good portfolio together, and wanted to go to uh, school for animation, and ended up going to Ringling, because it was in Florida, and it was there, and uh, mm -hmm. I so I, I, that's what I did, and... Oh yeah, when you said you did life drawing when you were sixteen, is that right? Um, where did you? Yes. Where did you go to take the classes? There was a place not in Orlando um, where I'm where I, I grew up. It was in Winter Park, and which is the it's the cool place to go to. I would always any chance oh. I got drive over there, and there was a, a little art school oh. called Trail Day, and I would go there on Sundays, and. Um, 
Yeah, I would just drive myself over there, and I had uh, the Glenn Vilpu manuals and the artist complete guide to drawing the face, you know, and I would just mm-hmm. like just pull through them and just really, really try to hone in on it and stuff. And also because I realized the privilege of it, because I was, you know, going to figure drawing at a younger age, so I didn't want to squander right. this opportunity. I wanted to really, uh, yeah, you know. Sure. make the most of it so i had incentive to prove that i was worthy of being able to do that and i wanted you know and and i yeah so it, it became my thing it's like i would i would and i would work in pastels a lot too so i always carried an easel around <laughs> everywhere in high school it's like all right if i can't be cool and if i can't do sports <laughs> i'm the art guy i'll have this easel i'll always that's your be identity now kind of i guess I, I had it and that's what i leaned into yeah and, yeah uh, you know, and I would do, I would do, st- yeah, and I would do street painting. Uh, that was like my extracurricular thing where I would, uh, anytime there was a uh, art fair, sidewalk chalk art murals and stuff, I did a couple of those throughout high school, like where you, you have the pastels and you like render out like some, you know, artwork. Oh, really? really yeah. Cool. Like, did you do one of those like 3D, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, I was, I wasn't that skilled. I did like a, a nice wet looking tree frog. Uh, Ooh, nice. Anytime you do something wet, that's good for pastel because you can use that white and really pack on that like, you know, yeah, that, that yeah, sheen. Yeah. And I, I did, like, you know, portraits, really vibrant. Anything, something I would bump the saturation up to because you get these cheap packs of pastels and it's like, you know, you just got to use really bold colors. And that was, and, and that was great. And then I even, um, I was a portrait artist at SeaWorld when I was in high school too, mm. which was also with pastels. So I would, you know, and I just saw that as uh, sort of like more figure drawing opportunities, basically, because it was it wasn't caricatures; mm. it was portraits. The yeah. realistic. Oh wow! So it was like realistic, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I consciously wanted to do portraits and not caricatures because I didn't want for the theme park caricature style to like influence me too much which i don't yeah. <laughs> even well, though honestly there's some amazing i just knew that because you have to draw a certain way that like there's certain shortcuts that are I, yeah but i i just figured you know if i did uh realistic portraits you know that that's just uh you know a skill that i could apply to everything else so that was really cool right i did that for two summers yeah. and yeah that's so funny did you use any of these drawings for for portfolio reasons later when you applied oh, to yeah. online Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, on my old, old blog spot, you can. I just remembered. Also, I'm supposed to be drawing, aren't I? Uh, no, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> on my old blog spot, you can see like some early stuff from SeaWorld. But yeah, that was like that. Everything I did was like traditional medium. I, I always had graphite or pastels on my face, my clothes, my hands. I. And you're really you're too, like a cartoon yeah. Uh, artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's like I gotta wear this. This is who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I, I even I probably put some on my face on purpose just to remind oh, people. Oh, a little, like, a little warping. <laughs> I don't know. I think I probably that I that just looked like I had a black guy. I mean, honestly, that's cool. Too. If I get. If I could go back, no, not really. If I could go back through time, I would like kick my own ass. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I feel like if you don't feel that way, you did something wrong along the way. Because like, I, I absolutely, I would not. I would bully myself if I, as a kid. I think, sure. yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's possible that you can throughout life just be all like not cringe ever. You have to have been cringe at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, then sure, you're not yeah. learning. Then you're not getting better. Yeah. You're not maturing. So funny. I was going to say, I think a lot of people have that sort of like 
I need an identity and now this is my identity like the artist you know because I think that when you're a kid everyone like you said like people are like getting into sports and if you're a little nerd like there's not a lot <laughs> there's not a lot that's going to set you apart so I think that that's very relatable i definitely that's went through so that. funny it's like it's a very yeah. <laughs> honestly i felt that pressure in america but i didn't really feel that pressure in france because there's not really identity built through like the clubs that you join so that's like a very interesting thing yeah there's yeah there's like a click thing in america i think there's a lot you, you gotta like know who you belong to it's a yeah it's kind of a weird thing i and i yeah. i, I <laughs> kind of i resent it i in yeah. fact like you know, it wasn't me and a group of people. It was just kind of, I was, I consciously sort of isolated myself and I was like alone in it. And, and it sort of, I don't know, like I, I romanticized it. It was like something that made me special, but in hindsight, oh, sure. yeah. mm -hmm. but in hindsight, it's yeah. like, you don't have to be like, I don't know. Like I, you can just be yourself. So, yeah. And, but it was kind of who I was and it was, I was passionate, you know, and it was, mm -hmm. So like it wasn't just about it wasn't for other people, it was it was like for myself because, but you know and obviously you make art you want to show an audience you, yeah. but also, I'm the audience and I I gotta make I gotta like entertain myself and be proud of myself yeah, of I guess you know so that was a definitely that's so interesting I feel like uh do you feel like you you knew that you had to go life drawing and like, and the pesto and all that, like kind of like more traditional approach to art. Is it like something you got through your mom? Like, how did you figure out all this? Like, you know, I feel like some people figure it out through like online forums or like going on like art communities online. And it's like life, you know? Yeah. Nowadays for sure. Like there's a lot more resources, but again, yeah, I was very fortunate and it's true. It is because my mom mm. was aware of how competitive it was and knew the reality of it and instilled this work ethic and was always very careful, you know, not to mm. put my artwork on the fridge or anything. She was, she would give critique and be honest about stuff. And, uh, and she mm. knew the value of figure drawing and allowed me to do that and was the one who actually gave me those figure drawing books, the Glenn Vilpu manuals, which are like the best, like if you're, mm. if you want to draw like gestures for animation, I still think those are the best ones, but yeah, that was definitely, because back then, you know, this was like kind of a little before, and I wasn't online. I didn't do any of that stuff. I probably could have been, but I I wasn't. So, like, the, the, I don't think there were the same kinds of tumblers and blog spots where you could, like, you know, uh, look at all this stuff readily. I just happened to be aware of it already, and, I, yeah, it, it was through, like, my mom kind of uh, that, that sort of stuff. Uh, she, she knew about, like, these resources and... You know, we had the some books that were really good uh, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I just um, I, I acknowledge that 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 gave me an edge. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that I was even because I hear a lot of these yeah. stories and people aren't even aware animation is a thing you can do until like out of high school. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. you know, and it, yeah, we've gone over that in the past for sure. It's yeah, there's not a lot of information. I mean, that's part of why we do this is it's like there's not that much information. I think it's better now. But still, people don't realize that it's like an actual career <laughs> that you can do, and it pays pretty well. Yeah, for parents sure. still think you're gonna you're gonna be like on the street if you're an artist, which is not true at all. Yeah, I mean it is it is a hustle, you know. Yeah, it's um, for for sure. But but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. What was like the um? I'll go heavy. No, I was just gonna gonna bring it back to Ringling, and I was uh, cause like that must have 
been like you must have had like a portfolio that was like super ready to go when you wanted to apply for the school right or like and was there any other schools that you wanted to apply to or were you just like oh that one's close i'll just pick that one i mean i always anyone who knows me well enough knows i kind of kicked myself the whole time for not uh, being able to go to cal arts purely because with ringling you know fine school fine program but you only make one film after four years and It would have been awesome to make four films or, you know what I mean? A film every semester or, or mm -hmm. every year. So I, 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 but, but part of it was, yes, it was in Florida. It was close. I got the bright future scholarship, which like threw like a tiny handful <laughs> of cash my way, <laughs> you know, but honestly, you know, that's, I mean, And nowadays, I, I, if I were going now, I, I don't know, I'd have to probably rethink my strategy a little bit just because the loans are insane. But yeah, a big part of it yeah. was, and and I just, uh, I, it just, yeah, it, I made it my mission while I was at Ringling to try to get as much of a, I don't know, like a CalArts, and I didn't even know what CalArts experience was, but I was jealous because that was mm -hmm. like where all the artists I love they all lived in California and mm -hmm. stuff and I wanted to get the most out of my time there and I love traditional animation but I was in the computer animation major sort of out of this just because it, it seemed like you know that was where the jobs were sure yeah but, but the whole time I was there I was like really emphasizing 2d animation and I even my thesis film was a hybrid with the two mediums you know because I, I wanted to include that and I One of the, the internships I got when I was still at Ringling was the traditional animation internship at Disney. And that was kind of like, that was 10 years ago, actually. And that was really, I think, the start of my actual, like, I guess, I consider that sort of the start of my career, sort of, because mm -hmm. that was my foray into it. And I learned some very important lessons through it. And um, Right, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I forgot what I was talking about. Just like No, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what was the process like for applying to the Disney internship and like how was the internship like? I mean, it was awesome. It was, it changed my life and it was, you know, just an amazing ex experience. I applied online at the time. I was just a sophomore and Ringling has this, they weren't letting anyone under, like they weren't letting underclassmen apply. It was for juniors and seniors only. So I just went through the website a roundabout way because there's weird red tape, I guess. But, uh, and I uh, was able to apply online and I had to wait though a long time. I think I was like the last one they picked. It, it, I it, the timing happened to work out. The other 2D animation interns were from Goblon, <laughs> I think. And they came, oh. I think they came either later or earlier to it. But when I got that call that I finally, that I got accepted, it, it was like, yeah, that was so exciting. And I feeling. went, yeah. it was, um, yeah, and I went and it was, it was awesome, you guys. Like, it was like a dream. And I, it, get, it just kind of, and I, I just was like, okay, I have this opportunity. Mm. I cannot squander this. I have to work so hard and that was sort of the same way i was at ringling too it's like okay i have this opportunity i cannot afford to not be like working constantly yeah. um and I, so I, i i probably pushed myself harder than i needed to and not in a smart way like you know mm. uh staying pulling all-nighters and all this stuff and but i it was really great and i i had um eric goldberg as a mentor which was um, mm -hmm. just amazing and but it, uh, Funny enough, like the thing that the biggest lesson I learned, because at the time, everything I did was off the wall, crazy, level 10 extreme expressions. And Eric Goldberg, he was all like, 
you gotta like rein it in and the scene you're gonna animate is just just a little girl turning and kind of like <laughs> opening a door and so of course i have her oh, pinwheel her arms around like she's losing balance and stuff but that was like where i really learned oh okay nuance like you gotta like have things grounded and things can't be firing off all the time and that was like yeah. a really smart thing that, that I, I i had to like force myself to like yeah work uh that way and i also learned that year like you know it's important to take compliments and not mm. deflect everything because i was i kept on mm-hmm. i was like insecure i was like 20 or whatever and it, and I couldn't, if someone said, hey, that's a great job, I'm like, oh, no, it sucks. Uh, you know, like, you're great. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't understand why you're doing what. And I, and I realized, like, oh, that, yeah, you should always, anytime someone says you do a good job, so it's, I just, I, I'm just grateful for it. And I don't, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't always need to throw it back. But yeah, and it was, so that's, that was just an amazing experience. And I, yeah. And, and then when I went back to Ringling, you know, I had, sort of a sort of a fight a vigor I, I i wanted to do more stuff and keep it be be myself and i don't know i, I did some fun concept uh, like work where it, i was a little more in my voice about it and but again like ringling the whole time i was there it was like i had a i just felt like i had a hundred and sixty thousand dollar gun to my head <laughs> and i i i just and i was like i have got to so i i did not stop i just worked for four years it was like i you know there, i probably could have had a little more fun but honest i'm glad i i did but uh, i think through that experience and through the in- internships one thing i've realized is uh you know you can it's good to have a strong work ethic and but you you cannot there's like a weird it's not good to martyr yourself for this misplaced romanticization or uh, this this misplaced passion like there's no there's nothing noble about falling on your sword when you can just work smarter Mm -hmm. and i feel like i had to that was a hard lesson to learn stable living habit habits and reining it back you know like everything i did was extreme but it's not stable so if i could do it again i probably would have tried to work smarter and be a little more uh, conscious about but i guess it's like you know it's like what you're saying is like you have to learn one way or another. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I relate to what you're saying in the way that's like, you have to work really hard. Like uh, when you're in school to some extent, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. for example, it's, yeah. It's true, honestly. I guess like if I did, I would probably do it the same way. And it was part of your growth. You have to like have that context, honestly. You gotta build a foundation. The yeah. only way to do that is with just putting in the hours. So it's, I think like <clears throat> when you're that young and you're in your early 20s and stuff, like you have the energy to burn too. So like, yeah. obviously don't go too crazy. But I also, I, I think there's some, a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say toxicity, but there's a little bit of misguided advice when people say are telling like students to not work hard because it's like, yeah, but you've got like it's it's like you're going to fall behind. Obviously, like, don't kill yourself. But, you know, that's 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 I I suppose that that is true because you do want to work hard, but you don't want to like take toxic like, I don't know, destructive working habits to the industry and that's true. you know, because then that sets the curve, and then everyone has to sort of bend to that, and yeah. it's it's a conundrum because it's like there's that end of it, then there's the other way you look at it too. I guess the the through line is finding balance, which is hard, I, you know. So you can only just keep in mind the the advice, and then learn it for yourself, and then realize, yeah, it's true, you know. But at least I think with most people, trial and error, you gotta like 
you know, yeah. have that That's experience a- for sure. Yeah. Um, you got to learn the balance for yourself, what that means to you as well. Everyone has a different answer. And, you know, you're, it's like, you know, we, we all learn in a different way. There's like a moment, because, you know, like, um, I, I've also heard of like friends that are like much later down the line. They're all like, oh, man, like I didn't work hard enough when I was in school. So like now I feel like I have to catch yeah. up like later. So, you know, it's like there's never like the right answer. It's like you just kind of got to live through it and you know, <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's true. And honestly, like, I have to accept also, like, you shouldn't have any regrets. The kind of thing where it's like, what wish do you wish you had known? And I, I guess, like, the the healthy answer is nothing because it's it's impossible to go back in time and you, you have to learn these things. And if you did know that, then you wouldn't have, the lesson wouldn't have crystallized if you hadn't lived through it. So yeah. you just got to, I guess, just always do your best and try to, like, you know, follow your passion and trust your gut, I guess, because everyone also learns at different speeds and in yeah. different ways. And a lot of it has to do with circumstance and luck big time, you know? And so you just may as well just yeah. keep going at it and the way that works for you in the moment and be open to adapting, uh, you know, and that kind of a thing. Like for sure. I, I like, I definitely, adapted uh and ha- out of necessity i had to for a while everything i did i, I mean i didn't even want to work digitally i wanted to be a <laughs> traditional guy but then the, you know the world changed it's like all right i guess i have to use the and it was before cintiqs were even a thing so i had to use the tablet i just never really liked that is genie true. probably like because like <laughs> you know I, I i hated that thing like it was yeah. cintiqs kind of like got very evil the, 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 like it kind of got like democratized i guess like a little bit later down the line because i feel like we also all had tablets at school and now i feel like it's much more common for people to have some cheeks did you um after the disney internship so that lasted over the summer right like two months yeah 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 basically how many years did you have left at ringling after that i had two more years so then i went into uh junior year and then finished, and then I had I interned at Blue Sky the next summer, rest in peace. Uh, as a, oh yeah. yeah, how was that internship? It was a, dude. You went to all the like really high tier like internships. I I was yeah I, I I was I I I tried to get as much exposure and experience as I could, um, but that that was cool too. I mean Connecticut, that whole area is very beautiful. Uh, and, and it was a little more, it was a, li- a little bit of a, the, the format of that experience, it, it was looser, but I was also working on my film uh, the whole mm. time, as like by night, and um, it was a story internship, rather than a traditional animation one. And this was also, junior year was an important year, because I was like, kind of where I realized, like, okay, it's not, I, it, it's more feasible to go into story than it is to go, to be a traditional animator. I mean, look, I'm, I'm majoring in computer animation, I need to, but then I, I mean, story always was my first love because, like, in school you do comics. You're right. not, like, you know, you're doing stories and things like that. And and nowadays, you know, storyboarding is basically yeah. doing animation because, you know, you're drawing it all and it's broken down. So it was, like, it just made sense. So I, I knew, like, then, okay, this is what I'm going to – that's my that's my goal. I'm going to – yeah, storyboarding, that's where it's at. And, I mean, you know, having – and. You, you kind of are conceiving the narrative, helping shape the movie on the front line. And that is what excites me creatively is getting to 
can be a part of the story process and you also yeah. draw and have to convey things visually so uh i um yeah knew uh, to do that and um after but yeah i uh I'm trying to remember what the question but yeah blue sky and what was kind of like the internship like for like um i mean i guess well yeah let's just kind of like talk about it like really fast just to kind of see what kind of like skills that you learned during the internship even though like well r.i.p you know it's funny i actually what? used a program i never used again it was like called like sketchbook pro or something and i, <laughs> I think i've heard of that yeah if anything that internship finally kind of made me get more acclimated with working on a stylus and a, you know because before i i even all my concept uh assignments and stuff very i mean you know super swimmy lines like like this you know and i finally kind of was able to just get used to the digital medium and um uh you know work with different kinds of story assignments and uh probably the most i got out of that was um my mentor oh yeah them, i think his name was mark because i was working on my film and he just he gave me a good piece of story advice about my film that helped uh just a little detail about like um how it ends that was that, that like i think made it better but i mean really it was just sort of adding to the practice if anything that era, it what I, that was that experience was more like a life sort of because I, i was in new york mm -hmm. i didn't have a car and it was sort of like learning how to i guess live in the real world it wasn't so much I, i feel like what i really got out of it wasn't so much learning about the craft that was more like a life sort of learning year. oh interesting yeah um because yeah. i was like you know a little sad and, and i remembered what it was like in california and i, I don't know i had a kind of dramatic junior year i guess so i i it just sort of made me sort of meditate on things that i valued mm. and what I, and, and friends and people who I, I, I valued and how I had spent the last year kind of, I don't know, isolating myself. Or, and, and I was, I, it, so it gave me a, an appreciation. And so it was sort of, I was very happy to go back to school because I missed everyone and I wanted to make the most of it. And I, it also made me realize what I wanted, I, I guess. But I, and, and I, I don't know, it was, it's, it's hard to articulate. I haven't put myself in that, But yeah, as I recall, it wasn't so much the skills I was learning. It was just like, I guess, be, becoming more comfortable with myself, I suppose. In a, it's vague. It's hard to articulate. But you know, it was like one of those kinds of years, you know? Uh, right. I see. That's, like, yeah. that's also like always like valuable, like in the journey of like becoming an artist and stuff. And after like, uh, so after that internship, you went back to school and kind of how was how would you describe kind of like in a in a couple sentences like your your last uh years in school and finishing the <laughs> film all of that the raw emotion oh boy. Just... <laughs> it was yeah, i mean you, you nailed it like i was it was it was a whirlwind of constant work and i was a week late coming back because the internship ran a week late and because of that i was like just hanging on by a thread because if you miss like one class at ringling then you're in uh you're you're, you're in uh, danger of failing the rest of the year so i couldn't miss a single class and i had to like make the most of it and i was making kind of an unorthodox kind of film at the time because i was insisting mm -hmm. that it was a hybrid but it was a 3d major so there was a lot of like uh arguing and i because I, I, i wanted to do it this particular way and i insisted i do it in storyboard pro or not storyboard oh yeah pro, oh yeah tv paint i wanted to animate the mm -hmm. raccoon thing 
and and I just had to buy the software and do it myself because I had heard it was the closest thing to actually like fluid pencil test because right. it was pixel based and not vector based. So that was important to me. And I was doing all this stuff kind of like on the fringe and uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it was dramatic in the film itself. Like I, you know, I was channeling all my angst and all my moody emotions i was listening to yeah. like sad but, music should, and yeah. stuff yep yep you know honestly though i've seen like on your blog spot i was like kind of scrolling through it and you have some like really amazing poses in 3d that look like super cartoony <laughs> and like did you rig those uh, characters well, like did you <laughs> thank you and uh yeah at ringling they have a thing called the setup machine that basically crudely uh -huh. rigs the body but all the other things that's just to make arms move but expressions which are so important to me that like yeah. you have to do through blend shapes and you have to get a little creative with them and i found out about these things called nonlinear deformers that i didn't even they didn't teach us about but those things saved my ass like because you can basically rig like squatch and stretch in like a second by just really you know, parenting a non a nonlinear deformer to like your head shape so it can it, otherwise you have to do all this crazy stuff and I, so a lot of that, like, I wanted to push the expression so that it looked like my drawings, uh, and it was through extensive blend shapes. I made, I made a lot, and uh, the jaw rig and everything, and all these customizable things that I, because I wanted to push the expressions, and I figured, okay, if this is the last time I ever work in 3D and do, because I was already thinking, like, I'm never going to work in 3D again. This isn't for me. Everyone else is way better at I just, if I could just do it okay enough for this film, then it's worth it. But I, I got to pull this trick off. So I, I, I figured, like, you know, I needed to do the best job I possibly could. But, you know, I was, like, fighting the rig the whole time. And the thing I always was uh -huh. hated about, or didn't care for <laughs> about 3D animation is... As good as you can make it, you're always confined to the rig in some sense. Yeah. And yeah. you can draw something yeah, that yeah. takes like two seconds, but then if you're having to deal with a rig, it's like, you know, so I wanted to break that as much as I could. Of course, nowadays you see things that are in CG. That yeah, the tools have gotten are, better. Are, are, sure. are amazing. And I was also... Yeah. One, it's yeah. just a, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I was just like, well, first of all, you were a student. And second yeah. of all, it was just like... like almost 10 years ago right and I was just like holy moly like you really made these like 3d drawings look like 2d drawings I don't know I mean I don't know much about 3d so I was just like that is a feat <laughs> and I and is there like because I know I remember you you worked a little bit on I mean RIP I guess like the goon right oh yeah do you yeah. feel like uh do you feel like uh you're short or any of like what you did at Ringling kind of helped you jump into that gig or like how was kind of like that process or was like the goon your well, first gig that was my first out of school studio job like I graduated and I had done a test for the goon my last year of senior year instead of like doing my final assignment <laughs> basically <laughs> wow. and Amazing. I and I got the job and I like graduated Drove to L.A. in my crappy little Saturn and started work that Monday. Like, I instantly. There was no... Wow. Yeah. You're, like, so proactive, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty I mean, yeah, it, look who's talking. I no, mean, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not as prolific as you are, but, like, I, 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 that wasn't through my... They didn't even actually see my uh, thesis film until, like... It was uh, released. Uh, that was all because, and this is another good reason I went to Blue Sky. I met Haley Herrick, uh, who was a trainee there at the time, 
and she went to Blur and was storyboarding on the Goon, and um, she uh, I had kept in touch with her, and um, she put in a good word for me, and is the reason why I got that opportunity uh, because it's purely because of her, you know. So I, I, I and. Uh, you know that was that well, was that's how it works though you know it's yeah. like networking right it's like the, you yep. gotta really form these friendships and just kind of yeah talk to people be a human <laughs> yeah for for sure a- any any break i've ever gotten is because of people you Absolutely. know Same. you always it, it's it's honestly like yeah it's very important to like well not i mean that's the thing like because i wasn't when i you know became friends you know I, i'm not thinking about the end yeah. game but like yeah it's it, it is something that uh will open doors for you but and i and i always want to acknowledge that it's important you know and that that is that's that's how i got that uh opportunity and um did the test went over and um uh once i was at Go- and you know and i i uh it was a feature you know and um and I was very green and, uh, I had to, I had a lot, I learned a lot, a lot about cameras and about cinema kind of in a way that, uh, I hadn't thought before. I think before I was on the goon, everything I did was like a medium shot just cause I didn't like drawing feet and stuff like that, you know, and I learned an awful lot from the production and it just, I don't, uh, it, and it was, um, yeah, a really cool experience to get to do that. And, uh, work with Tim Miller and Jeff Fowler and David Fincher. I got to meet and stuff. And oh, cool. uh, once, it, yeah, and once it ended, you know. But that, but that's the thing. It, it end, I was there for mm-hmm. about a year, and uh, then, then what? I kind of at that point knew that. Well, a lot. I, I kind of realized I wanted to go into TV because it seemed like all the action was happening there, and I like. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I like the idea of doing a different story every few weeks rather than just one big one kind of uh, right so but I also I I had I was I didn't have connections in TV and um I was spent and I was kind of just broke and a little I don't know like destitute destitute Not to, uh, well, you know, maybe destitute isn't the right. Well, that's the thing. I was low. I was I, I was sure, low yeah. kind of after it. I had worn myself out. I worked probably too hard on it, and I was uh, I right. had something to prove. And I was thinking about Ringling because, like, you know, Ringling. It, it was it was a, a long, hard experience in that film. You know, I I I don't know. I had um I had a lot of anger. <laughs> I was. I was furious and I wanted, right. and I had something to prove, you know? So that was like where Becky kind of, it's like came in this character. I kind of had come up with a while ago and it just, I just put everything into it because like, I, I, I wanted to, you know, make a show one day right. yeah. and I, I wanted to prove that I could write and edit and do all this stuff. Um, and uh, so I, yeah, put it all into that passion project and you did I, like becky right after the goon right like kind of you did yeah, yeah i i wrote I, I i came up with the idea while i was still on the goon and then i can i wrote it uh when i was like i was like 23 i think and it was the summer of 2014 and i had i was like broke i like was just living in a crappy apartment in culver city eating Trader Joe's fiber cereal and bags of like kale, not even cooking it. And all I, I was so absorbed in this thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to make this. And I just was in my rabbit hole. I wouldn't even come out of my room. I would just like be working on this thing. And then there came a point where it's like, I am, 
I have got to make some money and also maybe make some connections. So at a certain point, after three months of that, um, I started to like you know, more actively look for work and got an opportunity uh, on Benicula. But Becky was always on this on the back burner, this thing, this like, uh, and and so I, I but I, I, I after I got the Benicula thing, I was like full time work um, on that, and um, I had to kind of just work on Becky on the weekends for like another two years or something because it was a huge project yeah. and uh, you know. It, and it overstayed its welcome for sure. And I realized, because it was conceived in this darkness, this anger, and man, that is a hard place to live for like two and a half years. And I learned, uh, you know, when you have like, when you kind of want to make something because yeah. you have something to prove and you're mad and it deals right. with these mm -hmm. toxic emotions. Great catalyst, not a stable fuel. And it was, it was hell finishing that thing. Right. It was, you yeah, know, yeah. I was like, you know, and it was very self-inflicted too. And um, I uh, was, I was, I was so relieved when it was done, you know, because I had grown so much and learned so much just doing it. It was two and a half, almost three years of hard work, and Megan having to put up with it the whole time. Who was like my sole confidant, and who kind of like I, I cut out all of Act Two because I. She's like, you don't need it. Like, it works for an 11, 12 right, minutes. Like, yeah. right, you're right. And I was resistant to it. And it was like, and I learned to, like, you know, take that kind of criticism because it was so personal and I wouldn't let anyone in. It was like my, you know, and I, and so I learned a lot. And by the time I finished it, uh, you know, it kind of ends the bench breaks or what, anyone who's seen it. And then uh, the little auto scratch track I picked, it's like, uh, the lyrics yeah, just yeah. let it go and that's i was letting it go you know and that was that was it and I, you know i pitched it around a little bit after but um and we're just i'm just kind of segueing right along uh and i know a lot of folks wonder about becky and i did i did pitch it and stuff uh but mm -hmm. it, i got a few bites here and there but ultimately uh no dice but you know what i'm fine with it because it did its job I made a thing. I proved to myself I could do it. It opened some doors for me. And even while I was working on it, I knew it would sort of be, at, at the very least, a means to an end, something I had to finish. Uh, and, uh, you know, the right. thing is I, I, I came up with for the rest of the show, in ways that people don't realize I've used in other work I've done. And so I don't believe there's no such thing as a wasted idea. It just might evolve, you know, and you'll hold on to it and use it again, like, uh, even the thing I'm working on now is a lot of it is sort of like funneling <laughs> some stuff, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was, um, it was, uh, just a big, uh, I don't know, uh, thing. And, and I'm glad I was able to do it. And I learned a lot, learned a lot about, uh, boundaries and about, yeah, I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, you grow as an artist and as a person, both of them. For sure. And it's very much me in my yeah. early twenties, you know, like, it's like, I've grown since I wrote that thing, but yeah, anyhow, that's that. That's Yeah, but that's like really cool though, like that you just kind of took it on you to like make this thing. I don't know, like, because you spent so long of a time on it. It's really hard. I don't know, for me as an artist, I'm like, I have a really, really hard time staying focused on an idea. It's like, I, I like coming up with new ideas and I'm like, amazing i'll do all this thing for like three days or a week straight and then i like lose 
interest really fast. So I think it's like a feat yeah. that you managed to like keep working on it and like finish it. <laughs> well, thank you, V. I mean, you know, I, I probably wouldn't do it again that yeah. way, yeah, yeah. but it was, it, it was integral to my growth, a lesson I had to learn the hard way. And, um, but and then I got a thing out of it, you know, and I'm to this day, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still proud of it. And I, I love that people enjoy it and watch it and it resonates with folks and that's awesome. And again, and, you know, and it did a lot for me. It like, I can point to it. It's a calling card and uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, and who, and also who knows, never say never. And, and in fact, there is something actually, and I'll plug it again at the end, but uh, Megan is actually finishing uh, her own short. That's sort of like a one-off from Becky uh, featuring the two, PSA characters at the beginning, PJ and Mr. Yes. So that's that's yeah. something coming out that's sort of like in the Becky verse, I suppose, <laughs> or a part of that. But yeah. Yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, anyhow, I, you know what's funny is I did the same thing. Like I uh, coming out of college, I think I, you get it in your head. I think that like if you want to get a show made, that like you need to make a pilot. Like that's that's something that you hear. And, um, and so similarly, I felt like I needed to prove that I could and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. so yeah, I did a 20 minute animatic for Damn, a very, 20 minutes. Yeah, I was stupid. Wow. a 20 minute <laughs> animatic for a very early version of planet panic. And, um, wow. it's been around for that long. I now. didn't know about that. You didn't talk about that in your episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done a lot of things and so I forget things, but, um, I don't, I'm not like, well, so yeah, so I did this 20 minute animatic and uh, a friend uh, helped me write it. And then like, I got some friends to help with the voice acting. And so it was like fully scratched. And, um, and I was trying to start, I wanted to just animate the whole thing. Like I started animating it with some friends and we were all unemployed. So we were just like <laughs> hanging out every day. And mm -hmm. uh, I got not even the first minute animated. And I actually had a little help from, um, from Newgrounds. Like they were kind of funding it. And uh, it just was way too much. It was way too much. And then people, we needed to get jobs. Like, you know, me and my friends, we all had to start actually working uh, jobs. And so it was just like, we didn't have the time for it. And it exists. Like I posted it on Vimeo uh, way back in the day. Now you'll it. find it. It's private. <laughs> I, I hit it. Um, but, NDA. Mm. Yeah. Well, mostly because like, you know, so, well, yeah, NDA, but it's like, you know, I, I still am, working on it and it's, it's going back to what Carl was saying that it's like never say never and I think that it went that idea went way further than I uh thought it would maybe like uh, maybe where I was hoping it would go but it's still kicking and so like none of it was wasted like I don't think that that effort was wasted I think it was necessary I think I learned a lot about the characters which you know that helps and learned about my own abilities and writing and stuff and it sounds like you went through the same thing and so yeah. I, I, it's like, it's not something I would advise, but <laughs> it, I also wouldn't want to discourage anyone from doing it if they really feel like they want to do that. Like if somebody is like, also my boards are not as crazy as yours. Like your boards are amazing and mine were yeah. like way rougher, but, um, uh, which so goes to say like the length was, it should not be that impressive because it was, it was pretty rough. But, um, yeah, that also, I think, got me some opportunities. Like, you know, when, when it was still live, um, it was something I would point to, like you were saying. Like, I would point yeah. employers and, and it's friends to It's a part of your journey. It's, 
Yeah. And so like if somebody is really feels that passionate about an idea and they have the time and the energy, like go for oh, it. Oh yeah. I don't discourage that kind of, you gotta like, you gotta get your hands dirty and you gotta yeah. get out there. And that's why like all this advice, take it with a grain of salt, but you know, you better than anyone. And like, yeah, if you hadn't have done all that, I mean, it, it, that pro like in ways you might not even be aware that probably just, you know, uh, led to yeah. the next yeah. thing that it's dominoed into the next thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you know, it, it was necessary <laughs> and who you were at the time and uh, part of your growth for sure. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I've ever publicly talked about that, <laughs> but uh, I don't there's, know. There's a, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could go on. Like, that's the thing. People just want to know. And it's like, where do I even begin? Like, it's like it's... so many different things that you're going through and why you're doing it. And it's hard. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was really like in a weird that's what yeah and you forget like it's impossible to like go through the whole journey beat by beat but and so many things influence you and are there and it's about the place and time and you just got to follow the passion and even if it means getting your hands dirty if you can afford it like it's like that's what you do you're a creator you know you never know what comes of it you gotta just try things but you mentioned influence that'd be a great chance to to dive into that um you you have some interesting references that I know you or influences that you wanted to talk about and I'd love to. Oh yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah, like you know, um, in terms, of, I guess, uh, you know, I was obviously always influenced by standard, you know, SpongeBob and shows, huge Simpsons, but like weird stuff that like really kind of sparked sparked something in a young Carl <laughs> for mm-hmm. me like there was an artist I still love uh his name is Herman Mejia and back when Mad Magazine was a thing he you got you probably recognize it he did like the most amazing crazy exaggerated like idiosyncratic caricatures that were cartoony and usually rendered in like watercolor and just a mind-blowing amazing and like you look at that stuff and it's like i can't help but want to draw and be better at drawing to be able to articulate this and do this kind of thing it's like i have never i yeah and for a while i would be hunting out i would hunting down old mad magazines just trying to find anything that was like herman mejia uh, you know, and, uh, like, yeah, he just, he, he is a huge inspiration visually for me, just in terms of, like, like, how he exaggerates anatomy and stuff. I think, uh, an easy accent, like, if you ever, there's a, he did a Lobo comic, uh, like, in the late 90s, or called, like, Lobo, the Fragtastic Voyage, mm-hmm. and if you just look at that thing, you'll see what I'm talking about. Amazing. And, like, that's, wow. I always, I always go back to that kind of stuff when I want to remember how to draw or be inspired, but, yeah, him... And then in high school, a big influence for me um, was I, I got really into the Max, you know, Sam Keith. Like, sure. that that was like a big thing for me, too, I guess, because it was it had a different tone and it was animated. And the comic I read, too. And I just thought, you know, when you look at it now, it's a, a very heavy handed and kind of sophomoric and stuff like that. But boy, at the time, I was like, there's nothing else that is like this. This hits a tone differently than i haven't seen before and that excited me because i could tell that it was like this like artistic vision and and it was gritty and dark and i was in a you know i'm in high school and stuff and it just just yeah like really crazy weird toothy ugly like drawings and just scribbly (laughs) you know almost like ralph steadman looking stuff 
in some of the cover page, like you know, some of the you'd see like he like there'd be washers and screws that he'd spray paint over that are a part of the layout in like a especially weird rendered page, and and just like I liked all that dark stuff and things with like mangly teeth and monsters. I was like, there was a big part of in high school. Yeah, I was into monsters and stuff, and I, he did that so well. And uh, another one I don't really get much of a chance to talk about, and I don't yeah. even know if she does <gasps> art anymore. But I wasn't on DeviantArt, but there was one artist who I always looked at. Um, her name was, it is I think it was Jessica Tangway. I think she went by Skippy Kangaroo or something. And man, she just did these awesome monsters that like had amazing anatomy and stuff, and would do these, and it would animate too. And knowing like it, and I just it just really spoke to me and like inspired me. I did a lot of this kind of yeah, and it made gave me incentive to want to learn how to render things yeah. realistically and have that kind of texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it all fed into the same. You know, it's like if I can learn how to draw, I can do stuff like that. You know, like just awesome shit and uh yeah and i of course i loved chris sanders i got my hands on the chris sanders mm, sketchbook mm-hmm. volume two big influence i got I, I can't you know it's just so appealing and uh but it was all part of the soup <laughs> that mm. and, and a million other and, and just you know a million other things along the way like i just I, but yeah because it, it also depends on where you are in your life what influences you and yeah, there isn't always a constant. There are certain things I really like that I keep getting. I, I'm drawn to darker <laughs> stuff that has sort of like a dark sense of humor, and I like. I love Venture Brothers is like my favorite oh, yeah. animated show. I yeah. I fucking love the Venture. I think it's brilliant, and it's just it's brutal. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's not a it's not afraid to evolve, and it's whatever you know. It's just yeah. That is, I mean, I that kind of stuff is just awesome it's 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 funny though because i do feel like uh venture brothers still has like a really sweet tone to it yeah it's like it is brutal and dark but it but it it's dark but it's it still has like it's still like wholesome at the end oh yeah you know like uh, which yeah and and that is so important sincerity and key but then if you know and it's so believable and so well written that it can go to these uncomfortable places that uh, other shows probably couldn't pull off as easily and i just ah that's amazing that they can pull that off and still have these likable funny characters and legit like legitimately like funny to me like you know like i will quote it or i will think about (laughs) it you know that's what resonates with me you know like yeah I just find myself quoting it and forgetting that it's even Adventure Brothers quote a lot. There's like so many little things, even like when yeah. it's cold outside. I'm just like, oh god, it's fucking freezing. That's like that's from Shirley, but he like jumps into the water at one point. Um, oh my, yeah, he's like wearing just the speedo. Yeah, the little like speedo. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about Adventure Brothers on this show, and I. I no, think we haven't really. It's no. It's it's amazing, and it like not a lot of people know about it. It's not that popular. I th- I think that like. It's kind, of, it's kind of flown under the radar for the past like 10 years and I mean obviously yeah. it was it was canceled but thankfully they're finishing it out which is great because um, that's all I really want I just want a finale but yeah it's I mean it's oh, two, yeah it's two dudes like it's yeah. two dudes writing and and directing it which it's is insane. just it's so inspiring the fact that those guys and I know the pl- production's always like delayed and stuff but I mean yeah hell you know that's what they it, start from scratch every time like the crew is, is different every time but 
which is I think when uh, when I was in college and like high school, that felt like a template that was like sustainable. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be one of those guys. Like I'm going to have a show with my with my best bud and we're going to like write everything. And then but then you realize yeah. that it's like that is a very much an exception. Like no other show is like that. And it's not it does not happen that way. I know, but that's all the more reason to like admire it for what it is. But yeah, it's, it's an anomaly. It's mm-hmm. like a truly an anomaly, you know. Which yeah. I mean, I guess that's I, I'm drawn to weird, like oh, it's it, the fact that it's so distinct and unique and stuff. Like yeah, it's, it, it's like yeah. I, I'm, There's I, a lot of people that also it. like applaud um, subversive, like superhero stuff, where it's like kind of tongue-in-cheek and yeah, they'll yeah. be like you know oh it's very bureaucratic isn't that fun and i'm like yeah like even in like uh loki like there was you know all this like time travel stuff and it's like motherfucker like you need to watch adventure brothers because yeah shit. adventure like, brothers <laughs> did it first they did it like 20 years ago and nobody even re- but yeah. i think yeah that's that's the one thing that like i don't think venture brothers kind of like knew couldn't like predict that marvel was going to become so big totally. and that marvel just basically like was gonna win in the end because like the characters are way more known yeah and, like venture brothers has had to be building this whole world from scratch even though it started like from a spoof of like johnny quest it's yeah. like it wasn't like an like an it was it's still an original ip whereas like marvel it's like well people have known these characters for like yeah. a century now so but i think there's something i mean yeah i, I know what you're saying and i agree i just i think you know? that like venture brothers is still gonna stand the test of time more because it's an original thing that is like its own world and its own rules. Whereas Marvel is just like this big, huge monolith that like can't quite hold a narrative. Cause it's always, you know, it's just like, there's all these other factors that they're trying to like, Oh, it was like investors and producers and, and toys and this and that. And Venture Brothers is just like raw, weird storytelling. Yeah. And... It's purely yeah, exactly. for the art of it. Like, I mean, yeah. well, obviously this, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was and like it's advertisers, never... but whatever. They don't care. <laughs> they never cared. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah, Venture Brothers is, is awesome. Um, we love to ask how you deal with creative block and kind of what it feels like for you. Creative block. Um, you know, I guess it, it depends on where I am uh, in, you know, mentally. Uh, sometimes it means not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, but or forcing it, I, I, I guess uh, I barely even have the last eight years. It's always I've usually just been working full time on a show and I don't feel like it, but you got to carry on. So you just have to keep muscling through. And I've had to curb a lot of personal projects and stuff because I've always just been I whatever I'm working on. I put all myself into, you know, and I yeah. uh, so I don't know. That's I, how you got an Emmy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, that was that was a nice little boost for sure. But like, yeah, creative block, it's it's a bitch. I mean, yeah. I, I guess when I when I get that when I get to that point, like, you know, I guess you just try to return to things that inspire you. And a lot of the times that might be music for me. And I forget that sometimes like I had a whole playlist mm. of stuff I would always listen to when I was working on Vic. You know, I was like, oh, that's right. If it wasn't for these songs, I probably wouldn't have even like had the energy to keep going so and i'm not a musician but i i like certain kinds of music that can inform ideas or at least give me that serotonin or whatever that like sort of tricks my brain into thinking of something um and uh, i guess just yeah create a block if you truly have it like then if you're me then then you need to like probably go for a walk or go for a hike or do something because um that that's like 
how I, I guess I guess how I deal with it or go out and just trick yourself into living and having fun until it goes away and you don't realize <laughs> yeah. it which is hard that's a good way to put it yeah you gotta trick yourself a little bit because all we yeah all we do is like kind of work and talk about work and live it at least for me I, I do not have that balance at least you know you've got you're in a band you know and all this other stuff it helps I, I i don't have that outlet quite so oh yeah right now my creative my outlet is writing which is the same damn thing basically like i i need to i don't know climb rocks or something i yeah. really am broken in that sense but yeah just having fun trying to find fun and give yourself a break uh i suppose yeah um is 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 the best way to get inspired um and you can't always and it's, it's hard to make that situation for yourself if you are stuck in quarantine for a year you know what you can't yeah, really uh are do, different <laughs> too much <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure aggressive circumstances for creative block um or just motivational block too that's been a bigger issue for me but um mm -hmm. you're you're totally right and even the music stuff you mentioned is like i'll i'll hit the same blocks because you do enough of anything and it just starts to yeah you know wear you down and you lose the 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 ideas and the freshness so yeah like but yeah, but uh something that <laughs> like just being out of your element i think is good is just leaving what you're used to and experiencing things is always going to be helpful too um yeah like i went to yeah i went to like a little vacation nice. to hawaii and came up with like a whole ep because i was just like not in the same four walls Whoa. you know <laughs> that's so. awesome yeah no i think i think that's always good i think people just need to get out of there and you know what? give yourself a break too like mm -hmm. i mean yeah but what, what were you saying B? no i was gonna say i mean i i get it though it is hard because when you are in a competitive industry and you are like always like you think like you're you're always working and it's really really easy to burn out like it's like uh i mean it's something that i i'm always trying to curb in the way that like you know it's just i don't know it's also like a comfort zone to be working all the time sometimes if you're a workaholic like i don't know me and i guess you carl you sound like a workaholic <laughs> from the <laughs> yeah i i i guess so i that's all i know it, i you know and it's like you I, know it's like it's i mean i was talking with a friend of mine about that recently it's like work does I, I, I don't know the chemistry. I'm not like a biologist or anything, but I do think it triggers some kind of like, um, like pleasure hormone or like neurotransmitter. Like it makes you feel like it gives you a purpose. It gives you meaning. You have a goal. When you complete the goal, you're like, I can finally go to bed. Oh. And there's this very kind of like, in and it's it's like an yeah. it can easily go into an addiction in its own right because it's like well at least if i do this i'm gonna feel mm -hmm. better and it's a, but then it yep. like depletes you of all your energy and it's <laughs> yeah. a really 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 hard balance yeah. to oh, man. <laughs> this is, yeah. it is yeah you know. it's an interesting it's an interesting thing because like i've been thinking about this a little bit and uh in like I think the word work has become tainted because it's, you know, it's associated with a job mm -hmm. and you're going to work and you're working. But when you're just working on, again, there it is. But when you're like drawing or creating, that doesn't necessarily mean it's work. Uh, it could be fulfilling. Like you said, like it could be comforting. It could be anything. And so I think, and especially I think once you become an industry professional, that line becomes so blurred that it's hard sometimes to separate like, personal things versus work things and 
it's all, yeah. it can all become quote unquote work, but it completely different functions, you know? So it's like, I don't think there's that much, I don't think there's any shame in like wanting to put hours into something that makes you feel good. If it's, if it's a personal project. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just like, it's like finding boundaries eventually, which you are more aware of as, and that part of the reason why I got this office, like literally in the last month, cause you know, I've been work from home for the last year and a half. And I, I just needed, even if it's like pretend office, I got the idea from yeah. you actually, because like, you were doing this for a little while. I, I just have a, a little office I can go to where I can have a balance between home and work. Oh, and so you like, did you like rent out a space? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's I'm, great. I'm literally just renting a, a space just for me to work. And it's awesome unless the internet doesn't work, but now it's fixed. Yeah. So wow. that could happen at home too. Yeah, no, it's true. I, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm considering that. I, I don't know. I like, I think having a separate, uh, workspace is is really important. And uh, I wish, I wish I at least had a separate bedroom. You know, like I wish I, I had a separate mm. office. Aww. But yeah. I think that's gonna be the goal for this Looks last like half of the year because I really need it. Yeah, it doesn't look. Yeah, I feel like you know when you've worked. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like ugh, since I was a college student like, even if, since i was a child you know like your bedroom is yeah. your office you have like your bed mm -hmm. and right next to your bed you have your desk where you yeah. like sit down and draw and it's like it's been <laughs> my life for like ever and i'm like can i please just have a <laughs> room a separate room where my bed is not in the same room as my friggin gosh dang desk <laughs> no never you cannot it's a reasonable request you think but, and it's hard yeah. to find that extra i'm 32 room. and my desk is still in my friggin bedroom <laughs> i kid you not well i have two desks i, have, I mean you know at least you know at, at least in animation like it shouldn't be this way it's kind of fucked up but i feel like that's pretty common with most people right now yeah. kind at least working in this town you know yeah. i mean hell that's every you and everyone else like so I, it, not that it makes it better for you but at least we're not alone we're all kind of i mean managing yeah. this oh 100 try, trying yeah. to figure out how to be functional adults you know and and deal with all this stuff uh, without yeah it, and Space sort of it it, it, I, it can help if you have the luxury of it, but otherwise, what, what can you? You got to adapt and had to make do with it. I know for us, um, because uh, at the all last year, I was directing and make uh, and Megan was too, so we'd always be having meetings. So we had to make a cubicle for Megan in the living room where she worked, and then I got the other room because we were like, and I had to close the door and like it, it was yeah. a whole thing because <laughs> like we couldn't. We had to be talking all the time and stuff, and we had no choice because, like, even getting an office wasn't a possibility because yeah. it was too dangerous. You know, and I still wear the mask. I'm not wearing it, wearing it now because I can. I thankfully I have a door that closes, but yeah, I couldn't even do this until like the last couple months or so. And you just, you just we had to all roll with it, and it wasn't convenient at all. Like I, yeah. I for me personally, mm -hmm. I, I like having a place to go. I know some folks, a lot of folks actually prefer it uh, and maybe just a balance i guess it's it'd be nice to not have to come in every day but boy i don't know for me i just 
yeah, having a place to go to helps that balance because clearly I'm not good at doing it myself. I need to have like some other kind of like. Uh, no, for real though, I agree. I feel like the best yeah. times every time that I'm like I have to write. Every time that I've told myself I have to write something, I had to leave my home. I had to like go to a cafe or like I don't know do anything but be in my own apartment. I don't know. It's just so hard. There's just so many distractions. Yeah. It, it's true, you know, it's hard, you, can't, you need sort of a designated creative space. That's why for a long time, I would always do my best work at night, because it was after everyone went to bed, and it was my time, my special right. sacred realm of time, or whatever, and I kind of started to get a little too used to that, and then that kind of trickles into bad living habits, too, and even now, I'm still guilty of it every now and then, I'll but it always, it just, I'm wired that way now a little bit. I'll get my best ideas at night when I probably should be ending the day. But I, I don't know. Cause when I was a kid, that was the way it was too. Like my, I'd wait for yeah, that's, like everyone that's to be asleep. Yeah. And then I can go, and then the, and then the dining room table is all mine and I can draw all <laughs> over it or whatever and not have to, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, yeah, I like how we're just drawing. <laughs> these are some great cats <laughs> just, just it's it's, that, it all it all it all comes back to cats it's that time of the podcast for yeah uh, where i just draw cats i've just i'm sorry you guys i love cats i i have i i want to make a presentation one day about why cats are so cute because i think there has to be a reason why cats are so cute it's because they're trying to uh, appeal to I humans think, yeah there's like a whole yeah. thing about it like cats don't they're meow magical Cats don't meow to each yeah. other. They only meow to humans because yeah, it yeah. sounds like a baby's cry. So it's like a special thing just for you. <laughs> yeah. They're just trying. Yeah. They want you to feed them and love them. We got some good questions from at Jesuyan5. What is one thing you wish you knew when you first got into animation? This is funny because we talked about this, about how like huh. shoot up. Yeah, yeah. We, we sort of dwelled on it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I guess that's true. I'll try, I'll try to think of something good, though. Like, because like, there are certain things you waste energy on. Uh, I guess um, something I wish I knew. Certain, like, toxic thinking that you can avoid, that you, the only lesson you learn from it is, oh, I should, I don't need to put myself through that. Like, I guess comparing yourself to too many other people, well, it doesn't lead to any productive kind of willing, it, it doesn't, if it doesn't inspire you, if you just humor these toxic thoughts where you feel like you need to be better or further ahead i don't think it's ever done anything for me it's just a waste of energy and i so i guess trying not, but that how do you do that and trying not to like compare yourself to people especially when they're like you know you know if they had a whole different set of circumstance that gave them you know an that's always something I think a lot of people, it's very easy to feel overwhelmed, especially when you go online, you just see the most amazing friggin' art yeah, animation yeah. ever. And, you know, so and trying to tell yourself that, uh, you know, that you'll get there and to have fun, I suppose, is, a, is important to uh, trust your gut. Oh, here's a good one. All right. Yeah. Um, if you can afford to, and sometimes you got to just take a job because you need money. But oh, if yeah. you, if you can, if you can afford to trust your gut, like don't agree to something if you're having weird reservations or whatever, like if every part of you is like telling you not to do it or whatever, it's your time. You're, you know, you don't like, I, I feel like it's important not to, uh, agree to something 
uh, like that that you're having reservations about because you probably have them for a reason. And I've learned, you know, that well, you know, it, it's good to do what you want to do. And sometimes you gotta just take a freelance assignment here and there. But yeah, like uh, it's yeah. your life, and you don't mm-hmm. have to like, you know, work on something that maybe isn't suited toward. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I guess that's, that's one thing that like is a great advice. Good to keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you've talked. You talked about your influences, but um, at Cash Cash asked, what are some of your influences for Becky Prim specifically? Other artists, media, etc.? Right. Becky was an amalgam of influences. You know, like I said, a lot of it was emotional just at the time. Um, I suppose I, you know, because it was a character that I sort of came up with in high school that had second life in college with a pencil test I did. And, uh, and Megan was the one who actually was like, kind of like advocating, like, "Hey, you know, you want to make a thing? There's this character, pretty strong personality. It's like, yeah, you know, like I do want to do something. Maybe I'll live with this personality in my mind for half a year." And so, like, the personality and the 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 soul of Becky was a slow burn thing that came about. Like, you know, it was like six years of sort of it evolving in my head. But then when it came to actually executing the animatic and the, the writing and all that. I mean, I was influenced by a lot of, like, moody music. I was listening... I, I, weird shit. Like, uh, I, I was listening to Acid Rain by Lorne and Dirty Art Club and all these beats, these lo-fi beats from Jay Dilla and Cherry Bomb by The Runaway, all over the the Drive soundtrack. And I had a I had an inspiration wall of stuff that I wanted to elicit the mo- <gasps> movie posters for stuff I had never even seen, you know? Uh, I had, like, one for a movie called Stung that had, like, a bee stinging an eye, and it just... And it was all red. And I had one for... I never saw this movie. I just saw... I got a poster for it, and I just mm-hmm. thought it looked cool. And I looked it up, and I'm like, I would, I probably would not like this mm-hmm. movie. But there was a movie called Bound of Vengeance that I just had a cool poster. I had the Death Proof poster with the hood ornament of the, the duck like thing and i just i mean i loved death proof and i you know and i i you know just artists that i liked um i i don't know i i always loved Bum lee and i had a couple like mm-hmm. he, had, he had some real nice character designs and i always would look at those <laughs> and uh, just man yeah there was there was just a lot that fed into the uh, recipe i guess that made and an undercurrent of defiant like angry weird energy (laughs) but it was fun it's like that's the thing it's it's cathartic it's low road and i i wanted to do something that was you know not necessarily virtuous but just just really like scratching a mosquito bite really hard and you know it's like because becky is not shouldn't be a role model or whatever but it sure is fun to write for that kind of personality and um I, and and I, I and I was just writing the things I felt, which was uh, like yeah. these tri- <laughs> like I, I was like just I don't know I, I had I wanted to make something that had to do with revenge, obsession, and triviality, and being self-aware, and just trying to take these just these weird dormant like feelings I had swallowed, and I I just was tired of being told what to do, I'm tired of conforming to a system i was i I was mad at 
the idea of an elitist hierarchy and that I wasn't a part of the club or that I had to fit a certain mold. And so it was for me and it was like a primal scream. I was just, and I want, it's like, this is something that is, you know, so it was just emotional and it was made up of everything that had influenced me and had like created, you know, that up to that point in my life. So there's all kinds of stuff that went into it and, uh, it just, you know, just to name a few and, and, uh, I'm probably forgetting, but you know, most of it was this, this just, this, I had a need to express some emotional shit <laughs> and it was therapy really. Yeah, yeah. It was just therapy that kind of overstayed its welcome. Uh, you know, once it started to get, you know, I kind of feel that though. I mean, I, how do you feel about like Becky looking back, like I, I, I'm asking that question because I, I did draw this comic called Nebo that I don't know, um, is about kind of without going into too many details, has kind of like this, like therapeutic kind of mm -hmm. deep, dark kind of uh, exploration of inner life. And mm -hmm. but when I look back at it, I, uh, I mean, no, I used to, I used to really cringe. Even though the comic, I think, is good, but I don't know. How do you feel? Like, do you do you like fully? Do you ever cringe a little bit when you think about Becky, or do you like? Are you like, no, like I did that. This is good. It's like behind me. Like, what? What? How do you relate to your? <laughs> I I will say like maybe sometimes I feel, but honestly, like because there was so many. It wasn't just that. Like it, there was a lot of other things that went into it. A lot of laughter and a lot of things that. You know, and I and it was a pure form of expression that was completely uncompromised. So I, even though it's old and I've I've you know finished it a long time ago, and it mm. you know I've learned a lot of new technical skills since then, I I can't I still I'm still proud of it, and I still I still enjoy it. Um, you know that I'm glad. Like yeah, I don't shot like I, I don't really talk about it too much because I I want to move on. I guess from it it very much is a part of a piece of who i was in the past but i am i still i do still like it because i was as authentic right. and honest as mm -hmm. i could be and i wasn't you know and i made it for myself yeah you didn't try did, you yeah. know it wasn't for an audience it wasn't i didn't like i didn't really talk about it when, yeah it, it was just for me and you know and and that's I, and so it still resonates and, and because it's honest and stuff like the, the pieces of it, I, I'm still, you know, I'm proud of them. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a little cr it's, crude. But... It's really great. I, I love it. Thanks, I was just wondering because you were you were just talking about like how like emotional it was and like the, emo the emotional ties you had to it. That's what I was kind of like wondering. Yeah. Uh, and and the of... thing is, I would if I ever opened it back up again, I, I, I could very well, do, you know, would love to like it's just um. I don't have the end. I, I, I couldn't do it alone. I can't return to that without someone else writing it with me. And also, a lot of things have changed in the world since I did Becky because I finished it right before Trump got elected, right oh, before yeah. Me Too, and all this shit, and the whole world changed. And I mean, you know, it's about like a girl in high school, and, you know, I'm not, and who am I to tell that story? I don't know. I almost felt nervous before I released it. Like, oh man, like, is this, uh, I, like, it could have been really, if I, if it wasn't as sincere as it was, like, I just, I just feel like it's, it's the kind of thing where I, I would need consultation and insight from people who were actually, uh, <laughs> you know, like, 
I'm not that. That's not who I. It's just a character and a personality that I, yeah. I really like. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah. People can write characters. They. It's like I feel like that's the fun of writing is you can you can kind of adopt the character and try to get inside their heads. And if anything, it might help more people understand uh, other people if they would kind of journey into their heads a little bit. So I don't think there's anything wrong with just exploring characters that might not 100% reflect your life story. You know? Oh, no. In fact, it's, it always makes it more interesting. Yeah. I love characters that have fatal flaws, for sure. You know, yeah. like that's... And it gives you a chance to <laughs> express like you know weird little like emotions and stuff yeah. or, or or at least to humor them and see where that goes and being because any good villain you obviously don't want to agree with your villain but you got to have it exactly you, yeah. You gotta, yeah well that's the problem is people have gotten mm. confused <laughs> people have gotten confused between artist like actual intent and character writing and those are two vastly different things and oh yeah that's a huge very issue. much show yeah. so like and yeah, that, but i feel like that's something that's always bound to happen when you get big like i was yeah. reading the stephen king like uh on writing and there's a moment when he addresses like some angry fans because he wrote a scene in the book where like the villain uh looks around to see if anyone's watching and since there's no one around and there's this barking dog that like annoys like the hell out of him he like he, there's animal abuse basically <laughs> yeah. and like and the fans were so mad and they're like you're a terrible man for writing this and it's like we're like this is an exposition to show he's a villain that you should hate this character yeah <laughs> so you know it's yeah but i guess i guess at the end of the day when you make a thing um it's out of your control. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. and and also like, what is the whole work? What what is the work as a whole saying? You know, because yeah. you, you have a character like that, but then like, you know, what is the theme? What are, what's the statement you're making about that? Or how are you making fun of this kind of toxic personality? Or how is this bad? Or how does it work with the story? And you know what I mean? Like, I think intent has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. Too. And you you know we shouldn't we, we should be able to express any kind of uh, dark because you know you, good writing I think is like honesty mm -hmm. and um, you know like and, and recognizing that and putting it into something and uh, I don't know I'm, I'm going up but but yeah it, it, like yeah and it can go to some uncomfortable places but I feel like that's I, I like to be challenged you know and that kind of a thing and right. especially when I know what the intent is I guess. I think a lot of these questions we've actually kind of gone over already. It's been a very informative episode so far. V, is there anything that you think we should... Um... Do you want to touch a little bit on this question from at not Smith, uh, Smith Ichi? Did you ever get to pitch around Becky Prim or was anyone ever interested? Like, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I did. You know, I, I put all that work into it and then I was... I was tired for a little bit, but I, I did what I could, you know, with the best, uh, reason, you know, and, and there were, I did, there were a few places I sent it to. Um, and like I said, I got, and I guess I, I can't really name them specifically, but I, I did try, uh, for a little bit. In fact, I even like, uh, sat on it after, for a few years, like when it didn't seem like there was much interest or whatever. Um, and I, I tried, and then I, last year I, I made a new pitch packet and I tried one more time and it, it always like, uh, impressed people always liked it, but it, it just, yeah, it, it, 
it it wasn't it just didn't make it to the next round and uh I could and I just didn't have the energy. I would prefer rather than living in Becky land for the next 5 years, I would prefer to just make something new and, you know, like I said, recycle ingredients from it, make something even better that's even more like, I don't know, interesting artistically and whatnot. Uh but I I did try. Uh it, it's just uh, that's just sort of how it pans out sometimes, you know? And uh but I'm at peace with that because it, in the end, it, like especially halfway through it, I realized like right. okay, like this is real niche or whatever you know, and it, and if I don't make a show out of this, at the very least, this is going to be a hell of a calling card, and I can always point, and this will probably oh, I I was aware like this might maybe lead to opportunities I can't even anticipate, and it has, and I I try to remember that lesson too because I try to you know you try to plan your year or how things are going to go. It never unfolds the sit the way you expect, but because of that, if you're open to the unexpected change and opportunities, like that's like you just I've, I'm learning, especially in the last year, to live in the moment and roll with yeah, the punches. Definitely. And um, I recognize and there's value in that, and I recognize that. So Becky, in that sense, it was a success, and it did do its job, and it get, kind of gave me a, an audience, and I'm r- really grateful that people like it and uh, have watched it and stuff, you know, but. I um yeah I did I did uh I I I did pitch it around but you know what like whatever I end up making it's going to be even more uh dimensional and interesting um and 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 also you never know it might it might if a studio <laughs> knocks on my door and wants to make Becky Prim I mean of course I'd be open to that but otherwise you know I'm yeah it's 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 evolving and we'll see what happens but yeah that's i guess uh, yeah i feel like uh like like you said you know like uh, you never know what will happen in the future like uh, i know gandy may like had the idea for primal like very very early on in his career but it wasn't until like he had the success he has now that he could make it oh i didn't know that that's that's awesome knowing like 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 what like 20 years ago or something yeah it was something that i um I don't know if I should be talking about this because I heard, I heard that. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, I just heard it in like a um, a talk that he gave. I don't know if it was like recorded or anything, but, but oh, yeah, okay. it was just well, like sure. he had to build like, that I'm relationship sure with. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's fine because he talked about it publicly, but uh, had, yeah, he had yeah, to build that's... that relationship with an exec at Cartoon Network, and over the years, that's first he made yeah, like he made a. Dexter's Lab, which was like a more conventional project. And then like they saw, well, you can really make a show and like it runs and it like is in budget and yada, yada, yada. And then like, like then they're like, okay, maybe we can trust you with like a more different project. And then some more Jack. And then like, you kind of like, you keep building your, still, you know. Like, that would never happen again. You know? <laughs> like Samurai Jack is a weird <laughs> anomaly too. Yeah, I mean, but it was also this thing. It's like, know. you know, it's, it's like under, bu- like it's, it came like in the right budget. Like it, like it showed. Yeah, it had four seasons. That's a show. Exactly, so. Well, hell, you know, it just goes to show, that's really inspiring. Like it's, hold on to all your ideas. Yeah. You never know when you play that card. There's a, there's a couple weird ideas that I've been sitting on waiting for the right time um, that I was going to pursue, you know, and I'm, they're not going anywhere. And if they come from a, you know, a sincere place or whatever, and they're a good idea in some way, you know, you might get that opportunity uh, for sure. That's yeah. That's very encouraging. Uh, 
and and it, and by the time you actually get to do it, you'll be that much more skilled and knowledgeable, and probably True. would have done a better job with it than if you, you had done it when you yep. were young. You know, in fact, um, yeah. the first version of Becky was like you know probably really bad, and then living with it, even though it was very painful growth, but like two and a half years you know go by and it's better than it would have been if i had just banged that thing out in three months mm -hmm. probably would have been just you know a flash in the pan but like i added all the you know because by the time i finished becky i had worked on vanicula teen titans wabbit and okay. uh was writing gulch you know and helping out with all this other stuff and mm -hmm. I, I had so much more uh, uh like insight to consider and also i had gotten better at drawing a big thing and it's funny I, like that helps with um drawing and storyboard pro i used to draw like you know really swimmy construct unnecessary construction just insecure you know and like like this kind of stuff and and working on like in storyboard pro and becky and stuff you'll notice you can tell what drawings i did later on because they're clean they're a little more efficient and that was like you know it so it looked a little better in certain areas because of that and then there's there's even some stuff in it that is pencil that I scanned or whatever mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and other areas that are uh, yeah like and so that like helped make it better and whatever as well um, that was like yeah a big thing that took me a while to, like line efficiency it, you know if you can convey an idea with less strokes I, I feel like that's that's cool <laughs> more energy because like too usually yeah. it's just like a a simpler cleaner drawing. i do feel though that it just comes yeah. with like pencil mileage i do feel like uh yeah I, yes, you know yes it's absolutely i i guess like i don't know to some extent i was kind of like blessed with the idea like with the fact that i never really i mean i was very critical of my drawing abilities but i i was still able to draw when i started storyboarding and but now when i look back at the drawings i did 10 years ago i'm like oh these are not that great <laughs> i'm like i like this you know now i'm yeah, like oh yeah. yeah i can draw fast and decent you know like actually good <laughs> like and that's just like pencil mileage yeah and yeah just just because storyboarding you just draw a lot you just have to draw so much yeah. Yeah. oh god it's yeah i mean it, it's true and recognizing that i think i that was encouraging to hear that from like a board artist when I was still a student. Like, yeah, hey, I'll come with time. Your draftsmanship is a little, but you know, yeah. you got to, you got the spark, kid. You just gotta <laughs> draw thousands and thousands of. It's like, and it's true. You kind of just have to keep doing it and allowing yourself to uh, continue to learn. Uh, and for sure, <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no shortcuts. You gotta just do it. Yep. Um, do you have any goals for your uh, career, for your life in the next, in the years to come? Well, I would, I mean, you know, me and every other person, I would love to one day uh, create a show, you know, that that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love a million dollars and a mansion on the end. <laughs> no, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I would, you know, it'd be awesome to actually be able to one day uh, pitch and create a show um and uh i don't know that that's that's i think the big uh pillar goal i have now uh that i'm trying to focus on um you know just to yeah see now that i kind of know how to do it and know sort of what it entails and that you don't have to necessarily make a huge fully edited 12 minute uh 
animatic or yeah. a short. You kind yeah. you, you know, <laughs> you just gotta kind of yeah go through the because that's a waste of energy and you it, it, then you lock yourself out of collaboration. So recognizing True. okay, you know, you want to like part of it is a, it is a collaborative medium and you want to be able to yeah like uh, show that you can fit the mold of whatever the studio is looking. You know, so I'm conscious of that and I would like to one day create a show. Uh, but also, who knows? I might evolve and. That, that has, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it the old college yeah. Why not? Let's see what happens. <laughs> you yeah. know? But, but uh, so that that is a big thing. And, uh, you know, besides that, I guess just, uh, who knows? I mean, I, I'm like, not, maybe one day I'll go back into feature. It depends. Like, I mean, that's, I guess, a uh, like long-term personal goal. Make a show. That'd be pretty sweet. But sure. like, I'll, I'll be open to whatever comes my way mm-hmm. that is also cool. <laughs> Because I'm probably not even thinking of stuff like, oh man, I could, I could like, it could change my career, and I could, I could, I could open a smoothie store. No, I'm not gonna, <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's gonna be probably having to do with creating content uh, to some degree. I will say though, like if I do, I, I kind of just having done it like uh, with Becky, and then helping with Gulch and stuff. It's like, oh man, yeah, it'd be great to do this through a studio and. Uh, yeah. you know like ha- that kind of a thing i've just like yeah so that that is something and I, I, there's a comic i kind of want to do that i it's just a matter of finding the time and energy for that but that's another goal perhaps one day yeah, it's a good be cool goal. to do yeah. that and and a lot of it really is just honestly like um but that's career like just life stuff because i've really all i've done is like hustle for like a decade plus it'd be great to actually like yeah. i don't know enjoy life a little more uh when i'm able to is a Absolutely. kind of i think going to become more prioritized so it'd be great to one day be able to actually travel and enjoy uh life <laughs> i, I, I love life i enjoy yeah. it but y- you know yeah. finding whatever my <laughs> yeah i get what you mean and i think you owe it to yourself because i think you've put in the work i think you've produced great work and i think that like it's nice to reward yourself at some point and and taking an extended kind of break or or hiatus or something to just like you know yeah travel do your own projects like you would come out feeling great because like i kind of went through that this year and and it, i highly recommend it it it's hard to break that cycle of like hustle and working but when you do you realize how much you were like hurting yourself you know after a certain <laughs> point so it it's worthwhile to just take a step back so i hope you i well, hope you get to do that yeah we'll see you know but in the meantime i'm i'm enjoying kind of what i'm doing now i i uh I'm, you know uh this new idea that i've been working on it's kind of exciting and yeah i don't know so that that, that is fulfilling and fun i'm trying yeah. to you know enjoy that and my little contract gig i'm working on is pretty sweet uh, a fun little thing that I, i'm enjoying and you know that's that's cool and you know what is there to look forward to uh october hey Halloween, yeah. I don't know. Halloween. Is it going to be safe to have all? Hey, if not, I sure do like the the smell of the the, the candy in the store. <laughs> I don't know. That's it's trying to find things to look forward to, even if it's short term, which is you know just yeah. Yeah. This might come out come out. Around yeah, that that's true. So oh, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, hey, look, we're. <laughs> I'll draw. I'll draw a little witch hat on this cat right here. Hell yeah! There we go. Uh, is there anything you want to plug while you're on here? Uh yeah, let me. Well, you know, <laughs> like me, follow me, please. <laughs> Just my yeah, we'll my throw hand, it up on yeah. screen. 
Uh, yeah, you know, follow me and at my Twitter. I, I know I don't really post art all the time. That's usually because I'm buried in something, and then I go through a spout where I like post a bunch of stuff, and then I'm dormant for a month and a half or two months. And but I I do look at it every day and stuff. So you know, yeah, my Instagram, my Twitter, and then be on the lookout because um, yeah, uh, Megan is working on this PJ and Mr. Yes short, and she's very close to finishing it there's like only about five shots left and it's pretty exciting it's awesome so uh when that comes out i think we're actually going to put it on my youtube but megan did like all of it so i'm going to be like a film by megan it, you know and it's it's going to be really cool uh that's i'm excited for that and uh ah, man i mean you know just uh i don't know wear a mask stay safe uh <laughs> so, uh, all that good, good stuff advice. and you know, and uh, yeah, just uh, hang in there, everybody. It's going to be okay. Just keep following your passion, and, and we're all, I don't know. Now I'm just, <laughs> yeah. All good, I, all I'm, good I'm, words. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging healthy thinking. If you can I like it, that. Keep, <laughs> no one ever does that. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's the first time. That's the first, like, healthy, <laughs> healthy mental, uh, mental health. Mental health check. Uh, like, Hope everyone's yeah. doing well. I, I should take that advice yeah. myself. <laughs> we all, we all could. Yeah. Well, that's the end of this creative block. Thanks to Carl for being our guest and sharing his story. And thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at creative block, creative without the vowels, where we ask for drunk prompts and questions to ask your guests. Huge thanks to my sister Clemens for editing the podcast. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was V. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.